Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Recorded live. All righty. So um, we are now, uh, since a Sunday, uh, we had to move the date a little bit. Sunday, October 25th, this is session number six of eight sessions of qualifying men. And uh, it is me and uh, Angela doing our thing here. And um, we're about to uh, start really being able to identify men from a relationship standpoint. We, we started last week with talking about, you know, the greatest things that men and women bring to relationships, but we're going to take it to the next level now. We're going to start looking at um, some other heavy-duty stuff and uh, how to wrap them around your finger and all of that good stuff. So, um, right. So anything you want to say about um, how, um, you know, what you got out of, out of uh, the last session? Anything you want to say about any of that? Well, I realized that I was missing a lot and that um, I was well, more and more realizing that I was doing things not necessarily wrong, but not the right way. Things. Um, I haven't been getting the results that I wanted, so I'm learning. Okay, so what have you seen was missing? That's what, what I'm kind of curious about. Well, with me, I was um, I did a lot of prejudging, and I... Um, behave somewhat needy at times and mm-hmm. I was um taking away their taking away way their I don't want to say manhood but taking away their their right to, to do what they should be doing. Kind of handling mm-hmm. things for them, managing things. Right. Mm-hmm. Not allow, not allowing them to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And maybe too much control. Because I'm a strong woman, and so I thought, okay, I'm doing this and whatever, and he should be doing this. And a lot of times, I thought he should be reading my mind, and I was mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Got it. I'm getting there. You know, I I always find funny. Well, I, you know, say I always find funny. I have recently discovered how hilarious it is for a mm-hmm. woman to be mad at a man for not reading his mind when she can't read his either. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But it seems like you guys don't need us to read your mind as much um, as we do because we're always thinking that, oh, if he loves me, then he should be doing this. He should know this and he should know that. Right. Right? Yeah. But it's, that's yeah. not the way it works. Right. That ain't how it goes. That ain't what we think. And we're trying to do the best we can. And y'all are a lot more confusing as far as we're concerned than we are. Right. We know how to trick. We know how to trick each other, but we're not – necessarily confusing to each other. Right. So. Yeah, but even right. we get confused because we get, we get, we, I think for me anyway, I think I ended up hurting myself and I saw a movie today with um, Gregory Peck. It yes. was about the same thing. Like this woman, she loved him so much. She wanted to give him everything and she, she more or less, um, she did not give him the, the right, just like, because I saw myself in her. She didn't allow him to be himself, so to make mm-hmm. the decision. She didn't accept his love the way he loved her. She got right. pregnant and decided based on how he was talking not to let him know that she was pregnant. 
and was doing everything to, to please him and ended up uh, aborting the baby. And he then got mad and, you know, did, told her that it, he had a right to know that it was his right as well. However, he still loved her and they still try to continue the relationship. And at one point when he was uh, backing out of assignment to be with her because that's what she wanted, she ended up leaving and they never got back together. So sad. Mm-hmm. And he spent all his life. Hmm? What's the name of that movie? I couldn't even find it. Um, I found it midway, and I was looking for the name. I couldn't find the name of it. Um, mm. But he ended up spending the rest of his life searching for her, and every woman that came into his life afterwards, he compared to her. He was looking for her in them. He loved her that much, and she didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they both missed out. That last part you just said, mm-hmm. I did that. For, I did that for nineteen years. Oh yeah, search yeah. for the yeah. woman of your yeah. Yep, compared everybody to her, my husband's mm-hmm. sweetheart, and, and that was extremely painful. And you know, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise because it got a chance to teach me. It gave me the the chance to learn about relationships so much I can teach other people now, but at the time, oh, my God, it was torture. And then when I realized it, that was even more torturous, but thank God it was only for, like, you know, a couple of days once I really got it mm-hmm. and realized I was still there. But, man, that life that you described to him, that last piece, looking mm-hmm. looking for her and everybody he's with. Yes. For the rest, for the rest of his life? Nah, man, that's – I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah. Not even up to that day. So – Hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. brutal. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I got that. Hmm. Yep. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the real ways of, of screening out guys. So I gave you, you know, the top 20 differences. I told you about, like, what women have to deal with for themselves, what men have to deal with when they're dealing with women, you know, how to the environment that they're walking into, right, which gives her, you know, the gas face, you know, the the, the side eye, about, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you're the right guy or not, right? So he got to deal through all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Then we talked, then, you know, we talked about what uh, type of, um, um, you know, what's the type of thing you bring to a relationship and what he, he's looking for, what he brings to a relationship and what you're looking for. We talked to all of right. Now we're going to talk specifically about guys on an individual basis, okay? Mm-hmm. This is going okay. to be interesting. So the, the, the conversation right now is how to tell whether a man is mature or not mature. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That should be very interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's ten, 10 tips, 10 pieces of it, okay? Mm-hmm. So number one is he... Uh, he, the, an immature man is all about winning. A mature man is all about success. Mm-hmm. And the difference between success and winning is success is when a person is committed that everyone wins. Right. Whereas winning is about I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. A mature man will win for everyone. An immature man won't even notice that he's not winning for everyone. He's winning for himself. Right. That's like that that and not knowing who you are, which is number two. Mm-hmm. You deal with a man who doesn't know who you are, he can't possibly be mature when he doesn't know who he is because once he gets present to who he is, he can't be irresponsible. It's not 
it's not a part of who he is as a man. Right. But it, now, now there are men who don't know who they are that are still operating um, relatively maturely. But I don't know of any men that know that that do not know who they are. Um, no, excuse me. Let me back it up. I don't know any men who do know who they are who are also not necessarily responsible. I don't know that's to be true. Oh, okay. So, you know, to be to be mature uh, uh, because it's like they can't be, um, they can't sell themselves out. They can't be untruthful to themselves, you know, and then there's mm-hmm. different levels. So, so what will happen is as I'm going through this, you'll see some men have some of these. Very few men have all of these, but you really do want a man that's got all of these. Right. You know, because any one of them is, you know, puts a crimp in or takes the power away from them as a man. Mm-hmm. So, so number one is uh, knowing you know one is successful versus one is all about winning. Those are usually guys you know like the players. I don't know any mm-hmm. player that's really mature right. because they're too busy winning because they need women to give them sex in order to feel like they're winning. Mm-hmm. See when a woman when a woman when a man is playing with a woman and she gets all excited about him. She could only get that way if he's successful with her. Right. If he's winning with her, she will have glassy eyes. She'll be playing with her hair <laughs> and all of that stuff. <laughs> and, you know, he comes around all of a sudden. She can't control herself anymore. she got to give him some sex. So right. To him, that's winning because not every man can do that. That's a skill that takes something in order to be an execute. And so, right. uh, yeah, yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> You know, for him, that's success, but, but that's really winning. And so, when you get, it, get it. why is it that after they win, I guess they've won the trophy kind of thing, so they could move on to the next, the players at it? Well, it's a little bit more than that. I mean, so they'll move on, but, but the reason why they'll move on is because, among other things, they, they won the trophy, true. But it's not just going to the trophy because if she got the trophy and you were amazing in their eyes, they would still stay around and come back for more right. sex. Mm-hmm. But but if they don't think that you're as amazing as a human being as uh, they would like you to be, or they or they you know they're not even aware that you're capable of, if they don't see that you're that you make their life better without with them there than without you. Mm-hmm then they won't stay. But if a guy is around a woman, and he, even if he just thinks she's not the one, but all of a sudden she starts being somebody who's, who makes his life better, who makes him feel mm-hmm. better, who makes him feel, you know, uh, successful, who makes him feel more than successful, who makes him feel um, mature, who makes him evolve, who sees him, you know, more than just a hero. But, like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not even sure what the language is. But if she blows mm-hmm. his mind in ways that makes him want to keep her around, then even the player will get trapped. But right. that's a hard one. That's a hard one. But most women won't won't play that game because they're too busy trying to get him to do what she wants him to do. Mm-hmm. And when a woman wants, let me tell you this: when a woman wants a wants, when a woman is trying to get a man to do what she wants him to do, she's trying to make sure she's feeling safe and secure. But at the same time, she's trying to make him be somebody he's not. 
Right. And then it doesn't really work because then um, he may be feeling that kind of pressure that yep. would send him running. Yeah. You know, and so him, um, you trying to get him to be some something he's not, tells him you don't know who he is. Right. So it tells him that you not only don't know who he is, but you can't, you couldn't recognize him. What so if he doesn't even be, know himself? Well, yeah, but he still has the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't really know me anyhow. So what difference does it make? She 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 loves the people. She loves the guy she sees, not the guy who is. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. So seeing the potential. You, yeah, you're interacting with you're interacting with a guy who fits your script. Right. Not the guy who is in front of you. Also, he thought, and I was thinking that maybe he has a lot of potential, and he wasn't living up to his potential. But because well, he didn't see you, his potential. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about that. I put a post up on Facebook this week. Mm-hmm. I said the only the only reason why you would want to be with somebody who's got potential is if you knew how to pull that potential out of them. Otherwise, leave them alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because, because if you don't know how to pull it out and you don't know how to pull it out, you're gonna be mad in a year or two. Right. <laughs> you have potential. How come you coming out? Because you don't know how to pull it out and he don't need it. Otherwise, there wouldn't be potential. Well, we think we do, and so. We end up trying, and then he becomes resentful. Yeah. Well, you should only bring out the best in somebody when you're connected somehow to that best part, you know, like, like, and and, and it could be just getting him to believe in himself, not necessarily. Well, this is it. Right. You got it, Tony. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it was not able to get him to believe in himself. Even though it was like, constantly trying. Even if you can't get him to believe in himself, there's nothing you can do about that. Right. Because okay, he still got to work on the he got to do the work on the inside. You want somebody that already believes in himself. Right. But then, but then the question becomes: Can you handle somebody that already believes in himself? Well, of course. Well, you have to be able to. Gonna, yeah, because they're not going to put up with the nonsense that a woman who um, can't handle abundance would act like. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman that can't handle abundance is going to try to control him and manage his level of testosterone that comes out of him, you know. <laughs> like, wow. yeah, you're a man or not, but don't be too much of a man, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. But I guess it's true, it happens. Happens all the time, every day, some some places, some, there's numerous places where it's happening, right? This second as we speak. And right this second as you listen to this, no matter when you listen to it. Right. <laughs> so, you know. So, so, yeah, so, you know, a player knows that the woman that he's dealing with can't see him, and he's filling a role that she has for the magical guy. Right. As opposed to, as opposed to seeing who the guy is, she's dealing with a guy who's the kind of guy she's always dreamed of. But her, mm-hmm. she created it before he showed up. And so she's dealing with his representative because he created his representative to represent 
the representative she created. Right. It's like you can watch an actor be brilliant in a movie, but at some point he got to go home and be himself again. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's what happens mm-hmm. with players. They be playing the game, but they realize you didn't meet them. And, of course, they feel like they didn't meet you either. Because if mm-hmm. you're over there looking at them for the screenplay, then you must be in some. You must be playing your part in the screenplay. Right. Yes. So he mm-hmm. really meets you neither. So he got no problem leaving once he's ready to leave. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Crying out loud. So. Right. Wow. So that's what that's about. Interesting. Yeah. yeah fascinating. It's pretty good. So, um, so yeah, so you know, player, players almost always don't know really who they are. They know what they're capable of, but that doesn't mean they know who they were born to be. Right. Which is what I mean by knowing who you are. Right. And they don't care about you winning. They just care about them winning because, and you know, another thing, the last thing I'll say about players for now is that most of them. Uh, have been pained and hurt somewhere down the road early by some woman. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we're not doing that no more. Right. I know that happened, I know that happened with me. And uh, if, I, if I interviewed 100 players, I'd probably get, you know, 99, anywhere from 90 to 100% of them saying the same thing in their own way. Right. Hmm. Yeah. They, you know, they really just hurt yeah, they're hurting. They're like not not getting hurt again. Screw that. And then they find out women like them. Oh no, forget about it. This is a place to win, you know. Because mm-hmm. an immature man is gonna an immature man is gonna try to win in a bunch of ways, either with women, with drugs, you know, mm-hmm. with, uh, with athletics, you know, with uh, uh, with business, money, right? So they're gonna find a vehicle that's gonna have them win that they can win at. And so they're gonna do that, right? Until they actually can start seeing themselves. You know, or stay that way and die when they're sixty, seventy, eighty, never having matured. Right, so, so sad. So, so they'll try. They'll turn to drugs, or alcohol. They'll turn to sex. They'll turn to money. Turn to power, influence. Turn to athletics. You know, mm-hmm. they'll turn to something. They won't turn in though. With right. It. So. Which is what they should do. But you know, who's going to tell them? <laughs> I know. Right. Who knows? Who knows what's going to tell them all right. the way? Right. Okay. okay. So anyhow, we're going to keep it moving here from success versus winning and knowing who they are versus not knowing who they are. And then the third is clear on what their vision is you know, about their own right. life. Right. Knowing who you are is one thing. Knowing what your vision in life is, what you really want to put out there what you really want to create or the direction you want to go in in your life is different than knowing who you are. Right. Knowing that you can know who you are and sit in a cave or you can know who you are and go out and, you know, kick Great Britain out of India. You know? <laughs> it depends on what this, your vision is. Mm-hmm. And then and then um, the fourth thing to tell uh, between a man who's mature versus a man who's not mature is the man who's mature will take care of his partner no matter how he feels. Right. Um, versus a man who isn't even conscious of it, doesn't know it's it's, it's needed, 
or just won't bother for, you know, whatever reason he's got. So for me, you know, so for me in my first marriage, you know, I would pay the bills. I remember early on when we had our first real argument was around money. And uh, when Mm -hmm. I I realized that she really wasn't playing with me, at least my interpretation, she really wasn't playing with me, my my thing was, listen, I'm going to pay the bills. I'll make sure everybody's eating, can travel, you know, make sure the lights are on, rent, all that stuff. I'll take care of all of that stuff, but the rest of that money is mine. Screw you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how we lived for six years. Six wow. Years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see people living like that. I see people living like that for years. It's like, it's not ours. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah, well, she started yeah. it, so I finished it. You know, her thing was when when she got her her severance pay from her job that was going out of business. She used to work for Gimbel's Department Store, which you may or may not know about, but Gimbel's was Macy's number one competitor for like a, almost a hundred years or something. Then when he went out of business, she worked there and he gave her some money, but it wasn't very much. So I was like, "Oh, you?" And she's like, "No, that's my money before we got before we got married." Really? Oh my. So wow. I'm over here thinking it was mine is yours or was yours is mine. Like, what, what, mm-hmm. what are we talking about it? You know, well, I had this before we got married. What? Okay, hmm. well, you live off the 700 bucks. I'll pay the bills and everything, but as long as you can live off that 700, you go right ahead. <laughs> that was my oh, attitude. Shit. That, that <laughs> That's crazy really, really, to have her fight. I understand. She didn't know no better, and she probably still feels that way to some degree, but the bottom line is that, you know, I... Did not feel that was really that was the end of the marriage. It's just a matter of when. At that point, I knew exactly. she had that attitude. She had that attitude. This, this marriage was this marriage is over. I started, I started cheating on her after that. I started doing all kind of bad stuff. And now, wow, I was yeah. I, I recognize that um, just whatever she does did not justify anything I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever, whatever attitude she had, whatever thought she had, whatever the way she treated me. I cannot justify anything I did. Say anything I did was okay because of what she did. No. Right. You know, I I know I was at my my level of maturity at the time when we got married. You know, versus the way I'm at right this minute. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand that I was a bad husband, terrible husband. First time I was a terrible husband. I did not know that till. Uh, right. It took me 19 years for me to realize, you know, that I was a terrible husband. And I, I apologize to her for that, but... Um, oh, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, you know, a while ago. But, you know, I, did mm-hmm. not, I did not say I was a terrible husband. At one point, actually, and I did tell her that I was sorry that, that she couldn't win in the in the marriage. I, I had said that she couldn't win. I did not know that, and I apologize. But I did not tell her I was a terrible husband. Um um, I did tell hmm. her that, you know, it, like I said the relationship to fail. It was, you know, so the marriage was was, uh, was a fraud. Yeah, I guess you could say that's what it was. You know, mm-hmm. I, I apologize for that because I told her I didn't know, so I apologize. And I didn't, you know, but um, mm-hmm. I did tell her that. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, she might have needed something. Okay, fine. I mean, I'll take care of whatever you need. But beyond that, you know, you know oh, my sister, really. so that's how I was. Terrible. I would never do that again. My second marriage, I gave my all, and my not my second wife was kind of like the way I was with my first wife, kind of like the way she, uh, she, you know, she. That's kind of how she was with me, except for the cheating part. And she was close to cheating. Right. You know, she, wow. had, she had a guy. She had a guy that she was dating before we got married. 
that stayed mm-hmm. in her life and a stayed in her life. Uh, I don't think sex mm-hmm. was that big a deal for her. I think if sex was a big deal for her, she probably would have cheated with the guy. And I know she hung out with him way too much for me. <laughs> I was like, right. what? You know, so where she, are they now? Yeah. Are they friends still? I'm sure they're friends still. Yeah, Is she I'm, remarried? I'm, I'm, no, she never got married a uh, second time. After we got divorced, after we got separated, she really realized how much I put in and how much I was giving to her. And she, you know, uh, respected me behind that. You know, but she wasn't ready. Right. I did not know she wasn't ready. So, but I gave her all of that one. Like, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even think about looking at other women. I was so busy trying to make this one work because I was so regretful of the first one. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, but, that's uh, unfortunate. I tell, yeah, but I, I can tell that I, I, um. Did not know how to choose the right person. Right. And I know how to get yeah. somebody and know how to get somebody and know how to keep them. But I used to know how to choose the right one worth keeping. Right. And uh, you know, and so once I, I think once I cracked that code, it's been you know great for me as a coach because I can help other people, and that's what this conversation is about. You know. Yes. Yeah. But it's uh, good. It, there's. Is, is, you know, knowing how to get somebody, then there's knowing how to choose the right person to get. And then right. there's knowing how, knowing how to keep them. You know, exactly. And, making, and then making keeping them, making, making, keeping them, part of making, keep, part of being able to keep them is to make them happy, which is why they want to stay. You know what I mean? Exactly. Throw the pieces with you, so. Yeah, so I mean, I was doing stuff, but only only the bare minimum. Otherwise, I was like, "Screw that, man! I don't care about you. You don't care about me. Screw that." You know, when she did that thing with the money thing. That was really, I was three or four months into the marriage. That was the end of the relationship. It was just a matter of time before it was crashing at that point. Wow. Yeah, in hmm. my mind, it was like, man, I'm by myself in this one. Damn, I was. That was. I know. I, that was the last. I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I've said to people before, I said, um, you think a, a relationship doesn't break up. It takes a while. I mean, it takes a while for the marriage to end, but mm-hmm. the marriage ends years before you ever de- get a divorce sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep, it does. Yeah. Neither, as Gladys Knight once said, neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. Right, yes. You know that song? Hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the topic, but I know it's so true. I've lived it a few times, so anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what happened. And um, anyhow, so that's that's just an example of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. That a man will take care of his partner regardless of how he feels, versus someone who isn't conscious of it, doesn't right. know that he like when I say does isn't conscious of it, like it's not a reality, a thought in his brain. Exactly. Versus, then there's another guy who knows that he's supposed to do that, but doesn't know he needs to do it that way. And then some guys are like, "I ain't doing it. I don't care. Screw up." And you know, for whatever reason. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. There's plenty of them guys out there, unfortunately. And the less educated they are, the more likely they are to be that way, unfortunately. Yes, for sure. So, and then uh, the fifth difference, the fifth way to tell whether a man is mature or not is he will sacrifice his need to take care of his partner right. versus, versus not being able to see the impact his way of being has on his partner. So, right. you know, like I was blind. I didn't know that my attitude 
for part of my attitude with my first wife was that I was, you know, uh, nasty and had an attitude, right? But what was mm-hmm. also true was she kind of liked it, that I stood up to her. She she wanted and liked a strong man to be there with her, you know? And I was right. that guy. So me being, me being angry and nasty to her, even though she didn't like it, that proved to her my strength to some degree, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is... Yeah, so you know, there, there was a payoff. Yes. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was a payoff for her um, because she related my aggression to masculinity. Right. But it was really, it was really, well, she was right about the strength, but I wasn't aware of my own strength then. Um, but also, you know, it was actually, I was demonstrating my immaturity. Mhm. So, uh, so that's that. Um, I did not know how what I was doing was affecting her. I was just wondering why are you still mad. Damn. <laughs> you stay mad long enough, I'm gonna be mad. Her, you know. Right. So, it was messed up, man. So, so number six is he doesn't uh, need to be in charge to be right. He doesn't, he doesn't need to feel need like to he's in charge. charge. He doesn't need to feel like he doesn't need to be in charge, or he doesn't need to be right to feel like a man. Right. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh, right? that would be so good. Yes. He doesn't need to feel like he's in charge. He doesn't need to be right to still feel whole and complete as a man. Versus right. a man who's versus a man who's unable to pick his battles wisely. Right. Now fight, <laughs> argue, or whatever, or whip out whatever you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a mature man knows this. Yeah, my like, father right, used to so take walks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he would make it feel like she's making all the decisions. <laughs> mhm. Smart man. All right. Smart man. Number and seven. And then of course. Mhm. So what was you gonna say? Say that again. No, and then of course, and when it comes down to it, he could actually put his foot down, and she'll know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll just say that a smart man will leave his wife alone, let her do whatever she's gonna do, unless exactly. she breaks one of his unless she breaks one of his principles that he yes, cannot afford. To then the foot comes down and she's like, "Oh, okay, come <laughs> 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 honey, you do whatever you want." No, we're not doing that. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I love it though. I really, really do. That's what I want. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Leave me alone and then put me in my place if you need to. Hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, but 90, 95% of the time is leaving you alone, you know, when you do your thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, you know, the, the mother and the father cannot be fighting about how to take care of kids in front of the kids. That don't work. No, you know, I never like that. You got to let her do her thing. She's in charge. And then they can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. When I had to teach somebody that, it's like, oh, my gosh, so annoying. I just, I so knew that that was not the right thing for me to be doing. He was not right. the one. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so then uh, number seven is he can see through his partner, just like your dad was able to see through through his mom, right? Mm-hmm. He'd leave mom alone, then he'd come down and put her in a place. Is that, that's what you were just saying, right? Was he doing that with mom or was he exactly. doing that with you? Yep. Huh? Yep. Sorry? I said he was doing that with your mom, right? That's what you were describing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
he knows that he can see right through his wife. Yeah. And, you know, there are men who don't even notice that they cannot. Exactly. They're living in the they're living on the impact of I'm losing steam, right? <laughs> but they don't know that that that's a lack of maturity on their part because they need to slow down and really pay attention to her. It's right. knowledge, but it's also maturity. A mature mm-hmm. man is, is is mature enough to be able to see other people, right? So that's number seven. Number eight, yep, if I love you it. know. Number eight is he knows he can never take time off from the relationship. Right. So what that means is no matter what's happening, he's in charge. So I have this concept called knowing who's in charge of what and when. Right. And so, you know, a man and a woman need to know who's, who's best suited to handle what part of the relationship, whether it's the finances, the house, the family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to give people a chance to express themselves and, and to bring out their past and contribute to each other exactly. and the play and all of that stuff, right? So you need to right. know who's in charge of what and who's in charge, of, who's in charge when. So sometimes mm-hmm. you're both in charge, but you take turns being in charge. Right. Right? So what I let people know is that um, who's in charge is the man and he's only he's in charge. He can the, the buck stops with him. Right. So you can do what you want, or then change your mind and not do what you want. But he can't take his. He can't. He's not out of the game ever. <laughs> like, exactly, and that's yeah. Like, that's how it works. Yeah, he needs to be one hundred percent in charge, one hundred percent of the time, and he needs to be feel free to let you do whatever you want to do. And as soon as you're like, I don't want to do this no more, he's back in charge. Yeah. He's never off duty. Exactly. A, a mature man knows that. Yeah, I've seen that too. I've seen it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Guys sitting there watching TV. You watching TV. He hears something. He's like, "Damn, I gotta turn this damn TV off." He goes over there and works it out, and then he comes back and watches TV. Right. But right. he knows at any time he might have to turn the TV off for some bullshit going on in the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. yeah. And but he won't get up. Because his wife is, you know, complaining and crying because he's watching football. Because he's like, yeah, you're not taking me away from my game. I see what you're trying to do over here. Right. Like, you can't, he can't be played either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he knows, he knows who's in charge of what, and he knows who's in charge when. And he knows he's the last, you know, he's the, the buck stops with him. He's the last say-so, you know, and, and that's how that's going. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you, I've never met a woman that didn't like that one. They're like, yeah, because y'all be like, oh, I want to do that, honey. Oh, honey, I'm tired. And y'all be back and forth. You don't know what you think of a woman to the next sometimes, but you, but he do. As long as, long as you do, you good. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny. True. Yeah, but that's why the stability part is so powerful for us, for y'all. Mm-hmm. Because he's keeping us, you know, helping to keep y'all stable. Keeping the relationship stable, keeping you stable, keeping y'all's life stable. Right. Oh boy. Yeah, mature man, uh, immature man don't know how to keep, don't know how to bring stability. He may know how to bring integrity, but not necessarily stability. Mhm. 
Just like an immature woman may not know how to bring acknowledgement and emotions. They bring it. They just don't know that that's what they're doing and how important it is. And that's why when they feel bad, they just vomit and have, out, you know, emotional outbursts. And then they wonder why the guy they're dealing with um, don't want to talk to them now. <laughs> I was like, I ain't saying another word because all you do is say something else and he'll blow up again. No, I'm sorry. Right. sorry. So, but isn't that a yeah. sign of him being so immature, though? Not necessarily. A wise man will shut up when this woman is going bananas. Wait. He'll be like, nah. He'll shut up when, he, when she's going nuts, but then he wouldn't speak to her, or he'd be kind of um, walking on eggshells around her. He would wait until she was conscious again and then go back in and have a conversation. Well, yeah, that's the right thing. That's it. That's why men, some of them take walks and leave her until she comes down and go back in. Yeah, well, most guys don't know that y'all do actually calm down. And then the other part is that, you know, since men, men are trying so busy to make you happy rather than safe and secure, they don't mm-hmm. know that the access to say, your happiness is you feeling safe and secure. And that's an immature man, isn't it? Yeah, immature man wouldn't know that. Exactly. It's not even that he's not knowing, but when a man gets mature, all of a sudden he sees where maturity is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he might need some training about what to do and how to do it. No, excuse me, about how to do it, but he'll see when it's missing. Right. Yep. So... Anyhow, so that's that. He can never mm-hmm. take time off from the relationship uh, versus, right. you know, not, not knowing that. A mature man knows this. Number nine, uh, he will never manipulate his partner, you know, mm-hmm. except for, like, you know, he might lie to her when he's going to have an amazing birthday party. But other than that, mm-hmm. he's never going to manipulate a part, his partner for evil, you know, or for right. his, rec- you know, for his pleasure or like, just not willing to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we manipulate each other all the time. I mean, that's what humans do. We influence, we manipulate, we do that, right? But right. what I mean, manipulate is like, you know, twist them around, cheat on them, you know, do stuff that don't work like that is what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. use our anger to intimidate them, you know, or whatever. So a mature man won't do that. He's going to let his partner be who she is. Right. Um. You know, so mature man can't be a player. It just it just doesn't work. Mhm. What well, for example? And then last, uh, the ten number ten is that he chooses to be happy whether his partner is happy or not. Right. Like he don't he doesn't let your unhappiness make him unhappy. Right. There might there might be times when your unhappiness will cause him to be unhappy because you know you broke your leg. You're not happy. He can't be happy inside of that. I mean, he could, but he can't. Not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could choose to he could choose to be happy in service of your need for happiness, but right. he's not going to be like I don't care if you're not happy. I'm still happy. I'm not gonna, he's not going to be like that. You know. And then again, there's going to be times when he will be like that. I don't care if you're right. not happy. I'm going to be happy because that's what serves the relationship. Right. You know, and then the, an immature man will be dominated or controlled by his woman's actions and reactions rather than stand strong and maintain his own happiness. 
So that would be, you know, the ten issues. And so there are plenty of men who have five, six, four, seven of these. But you want a man that's got all ten. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. sure do. I'm tired of dealing yeah. with um, less than. Yeah. And what happens is, you know, like I shared with you in the beginning about the ways women, the thing, things that women look for when they're trying to qualify a guy. This mm-hmm. list doesn't exist, but what happens is they'll get some of this and then they'll wonder why they didn't get all of it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so how so do we... Okay. This is getting to know the person that you're dating. Yeah. Yes. Right. You have to get to know them. It takes time. Yes. Mhm. Not as much as you think, but it does take time. Well, if See, you're spending a lot of time together, three months, whatever, six months. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me let me give it to you like this. You can tell whether somebody's worth dating when you first meet them for the most part, but you should have Absolutely. a conversation or two. Before you, before. By the end of your first date, you should know whether or not this is the person you want to be in a relationship with, really. Sure. And now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that you want to, uh, that you're willing to get married. You may feel like you want to, but you. But now, after the first date, I mean, you, you got a sense of them as a human being. You know, you know this stuff that I'm talking about. You, you can mm-hmm. look at somebody and be like, you know what, I'm willing to try this and go in, you know, full blast, even though you're not trying to force an outcome. But, you know, you're playing the game to win, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you see somebody that you really see as somebody who to, who the, you could, um, you know, get with, then, you know, that's a that's a good thing. <laughs> it, 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 oh, yeah. And so, and, so, and so what's happening is for the next however long it takes between you know, when you first realize, hey, this this person could be the one, and mm-hmm. you know, you you either deciding let's get married, you both decide let's get married, or you both decide, or one of you decide not to stay working. In between that time, you know, it could take up to I would say after eighteen months max. Right. You know, you don't see not this person as think? the one. I'm saying, I'm saying at least a year, but no more than a year and a half. Right. That would be my max. That would be my max. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, sometimes you'll be like, "Nah, I, I know this one for sure," and you'd be right. You know, like your gut will tell you. You know, your, his gut will tell him, and then you know, three months later, you're married, and then you're all married for 25 years later. You'll still talk about the first three months of dating, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to really know somebody, I think it takes probably about a year, but less than two, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would I would recommend people take uh, at least a year. Go through all of the holidays, the, the you know all of the seasons, all of the movie yeah. cycles, all the crap, and you know look at how you're living your life together. You know how you're blending your lives together like that, right? So um, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what I would say. You know what happens when you meet his friends, he meets your friends. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, you know family right. relations. You meet your mom. You meet your kids. You know, you need his mom, you need his kid. So, like, that's why I say, you know, it could take up to, you know, I say the max 18 months, year and a half right. max. But uh, mm-hmm. that, at that point, you're like, it ain't going to get no better than this. I mean, it'll be like this. And if it's and if it's the thing, if it is the thing for you to do, it probably mm-hmm. will get better. <laughs> but if it's right. not the thing, it ain't getting no better than the way it has been. 
if it's not if it's not he's not the one, the best you're gonna get is what you already got. Right. Hmm. And you'll get you'll get more of that, but there's nothing else to build on. There's nothing to make it better. Hmm. If only I knew. <laughs> if only I knew. I had to find out by accident, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I experienced. That's why I tell people. That's why I tell people. I'm like the Thomas Edison of relationships. I mean, every mistake you can make. So I'm telling you right now. I'm trying to help you from making those daggone mistakes. So right. <laughs> that's what that is. So oh, anyhow, boy. so the next, so the next thing I'm going to talk about. Um, have you ever heard of? Um, well, you probably haven't heard it the way I'm the, the title that I'm giving it, but you've probably heard it. Um, I call it the stages of consciousness. So you've ever heard of say somebody saying that they're unconsciously competent, like they're so unconsciously good competent. Thing. Yeah, where they so they know that what they know so well that it's automatic with them. Yes, yes, yes. You heard? You heard I've that never heard before? it put that way. No. Okay. All right, great. So unconsciously then I'm gonna, competent. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there's so there's four levels of there's four levels of awareness for humans. In, in, in the sense of how awake are you to something. Mm-hmm. So so there is unconsciously incompetent. This means you don't know and you don't even know you don't know. <laughs> right. you're, you're, okay. un, you're unconsciously incompetent, right? And then right. there comes a time when you learn something, but you still don't know about, you learn about something. You don't learn something. You learn about something. And that's called conscious incompetence. You now mm-hmm. know you don't know. Then there is the next level. The next level is consciously competent. You know that you actually know something. And then the last mm-hmm. level, and this is to be consciously, excuse me, to be unconsciously competent, which is you know it so well, you don't have to think it uses you. Like most of us, most people are unconsciously competent when it comes to driving. Right. Because you know it so well, you don't even have to think about it. It's automatic. Right. You know, walking is one of those things. At some point, you didn't even know you didn't know how to walk. <laughs> and at right. some point, you learn, hey, I don't know how to walk. And that's when you started trying to learn how to walk, right? And then you got conscious about constantly able to walk. And now you're so conscious, you're so able to walk, you never think about walking. You just walk. Right. You know, the same thing could be said about riding a bike and other stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. So this, this, I'm sharing this with you because this applies to relationships. And so you want right. to be able to know where you are, but also be able to tell where the man you're interested in is at. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's four different stages, three different levels, but I'll tell you what they are. So this is what I refer to as levels of relationship awareness. First level is being unconsciously incompetent. You're not even uh-huh. you don't even know you know you don't know. So when right. a person in the area of relationships is unconsciously incompetent, they're excited, enthusiastic, but understand nothing about themselves or relationships. Most right. people that are unconsciously incompetent, they're like high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just huh. ooh, he's nice, oh I like him and they don't know nothing else. They don't even know how much they don't know. They're right. just excited. Right. Exactly. So the next level, the next level is to become conscious of your incompetence, which is why it's right. called consciously incompetent. So for those who didn't marry their high school sweetheart, <laughs> they okay. experience heartbreak. They begin to recognize 
that they don't know much about relationships, the opposite sex, or themselves. They don't uh-huh. know how much, and they also don't know how much they don't know. Don't know the right. impact of not knowing. And can uh-huh. have any of a bunch of different reactions to not knowing none of their stuff. So right. there's, there's, like, there's like failing in your first relationship and then, you know, not knowing how come you failed. And then it's who you turn yourself into, who a guy turns himself into in particular. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this again. Uh, for those who didn't marry their high school sweetheart, they experience heartbreak. They begin right. to recognize they don't know much about the relationships, the opposite sex, or themselves. They don't know uh-huh. how much they don't know. They don't know the impact of not knowing. And they could have a bunch of different reactions to this. Like they have, you know, well, the different reactions they could have to this could be uh, being a wimp, being a player, uh-huh. a bully, a strong silent type, a loner, or a workaholic. Right. Whatever the reaction, it's in response to being hurt or failing when it comes to relationships. Right. Men, hmm. I don't think they have mommy issues anywhere as much as women have daddy issues. But mm-hmm. men have issues around getting hurt the first or second time they was in a relationship. Right. You know, so for me, when I got hurt the first time messing around with women, uh, I was chasing this woman. I think I told you this before. I was chasing her, and we were around, and we worked together mm-hmm. at this church, and she was telling me right. all you know, for four months about the bracelets, and then when I gave her the bracelets and she gave me some piece of crap gift, I was like, mm-hmm. nobody's doing ever again. And then, I don't know, it was Christmas to August, right? And in August, you know, she ended up finally talking to me enough to make me feel like it, it was safe to talk to her, and then we had to have sex. And then, you know, she ended up liking the sex better than me and chased me around for five years. Wow. And at that, and at that point, I was like, uh-huh, if I, can't get them, if I can't get a woman to have sex with me and then lose their minds from having sex with me, I ain't even thinking about giving my heart to her. Screw that. <laughs> so I became a player. <laughs> I was like, let me, let me make sure I can keep her before I decide if I like her. Right. Oh, boy. That was my, that was my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I can keep her before I even try to see if I like her. Because hmm. I ain't want to like somebody and they run away. Oh, we ain't doing that. Nope. Not totally. Right. <laughs> so that was that was my that was my reaction. Hmm. That was, that was my reaction. So. Anyhow. There's so many different reasons why people behave the way they do. Yeah, you know, if you get to the to to the root. Um, yeah. So anyhow, so that's that, right? So then they become consciously incompetent. We know what we don't know. We realize we don't right. know stuff. We're aware we don't know. We don't know how much we don't know, but we're, we're clear. We don't know crap about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> then, then the next stage is conscious competence of self. Right. In other words, you start becoming conscious of your own awareness of yourself. Mm-hmm. At, so at this stage, people are aware of who they are, their character, boundaries, needs, wants, and what works and doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. These people won't sell themselves out if a relationship isn't working 
or they haven't been in a relationship in a while because they know that more than anything, they need to be true to who they really are. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean this doesn't mean they're masters of relationships. They're just masterful at being true to themselves. Right. That would be me. <laughs> Got right it. Right now? Five years? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Then the next level is to be consciously competent in the area of relationships. Right. People, people at this stage are likely to be picky and are willing to wait for the right person rather than play the numbers game. They focus on their partner. They focus on their partner, making sure they're happy, not out of obligation, but out of choice and love. Right. Yeah. But then, even at this stage, and that goes for both men and women. But even at this stage, I find that when we choose somebody, sometimes. And we're giving them all this attention, and they're like, oh, my gosh. I think, I guess because we don't know how to choose the right person, we end up choosing again or giving that person a chance or, you know, beginning to give them a chance, and they mess up because they're so immature. That's what I'm thinking. Well, you know, when people don't know who they are, there's nothing you can do about it until they know who they are. It's hard to work with somebody who doesn't know who they are because – it's hard for them to work on themselves until they know who they are. That's the problem. Right. They don't know who they are. We we ain't got to really not don't have much to say. So, um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah don't on that. What about insecurities? Right. Um. Well, um, a mature man will not have many insecurities, if any, might not have any. I'm going to say um, other than the area where he has his cross to bear, you know, we all got our cross to bear, so whether it's, you know, relationships, money, health and fitness, friendships, whatever, you know, the, the area right. in life where it's just like permanent, it feels permanently troubling and stuck. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, until we get there, um, how do I say, um, um, you know, the, the, all right, how come, why did I just forget what was going on there? I just, like, lost my mind for a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the question again. Ask the question again. I know if I, if I, if I, if I listen to this, I'm going to laugh at myself. But, yeah, say it again. <laughs> I know. Um, it's, what about insecurities? Got it. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, insecurities. Um, nah, person who knows who they are and they know what their purpose in life is, they're not going to really feel insecure about very much. You know, like mm-hmm. they might feel ner- they may feel nervous and um, shy. You know, um, mm-hmm. there are situations, for example, where I still be a little a little nervous about asking for, you know, a big sale. You know, if I didn't right. feel like I set it up, if I didn't feel like I set it up right, I probably would uh, be reluctant to, you know, go in for the clothes. Uh, but uh-huh. I'm not reluctant to go into the clothes because I'm reluctant to go in for the clothes. Uh, I'm reluctant to go in for the clothes because I'm like, you know, did I do the right thing or do it right or whatever, you know? So, oh, so 
let me say this. Um, an example of a man I think is very secure. I saw a man last night on TV. He's the richest. He's um, the first black billionaire in in North America. He's an American, and he deals with um, you know uh, switching businesses and lots of money. He's now divorced, and uh, he's not so. He's not multi-billionaire anymore because he had to give some of it to his wife. But he's a black Uh man. And I was watching this man, and he looked very secure and very, very, very confident. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Last night, 52 years old. Mm. Right? The first black um, billionaire in America. Perfect for you. He's perfect for you. Go get him. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't Uh, think so. Yeah, I couldn't resist that. So, see, <laughs> so it depends. See, this is, so I'm going to go into a, a different direction, but it depends. See, confidence comes in a couple of different forms, at least two different mm-hmm. formats that I know. It comes as situationally confident, mm-hmm. and it comes as fundamentally confident. Mm-hmm. So a person could be fundamentally confident because they're just confident in who they are. Right. But a person who's situationally confident is only confident in certain situations. So, for example, he might be confident in front of a camera. He might be confident. Or in his business, yeah. In business. But that doesn't mean he's going to be confident in relationships. In a relationship, exactly. Look, he just got a divorce. He may be very insecure right now. He might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What I do know, what I do know, is if he's confident, and he he left his wife, then he probably left her. You know, in a. I don't know what his relationship skill set is, so I I look at anything I'll say would be pure speculation and nothing else, right? Of course, well, left, yeah. If, he, if, he's being, if he's fully confident, then he feels like he made the right decision by leaving her. Then. Well, he may know, not have he, been the one to leave. He may. She may have been the one to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, ultimately he got to agree to leaving. Well, yeah. You know, for the for the for the divorce to go through. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, he still got to agree to it, even if he didn't want to. That's true. Yes. Right. Right. So, um, so in that sense, he may not have been confident around relationship, but he's confident about himself. So, if he's confident about himself, there will be places where he may not like. Well, let me let me say it like this: when a person is fully confident in themselves. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily confident that they know anything or they know everything. They're confident that they can know anything or everything. Right. And it looks good. It feels good, yeah. too, yeah. I imagine, yeah. when you're confident. I mean, oh, my gosh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, some people some people will be confident selling furniture but not selling cars. Because I don't know cars. I don't know. Right? It's like crazy, you know, so... Like, that's a person mm-hmm. who's only situationally confident, which means that they're not confident at all. Exactly. You know, so the way it looks to me is that you can be situationally confident. I, it's, it's close to being, when your person is only confident in certain situations, they're mm-hmm. practically not confident at all. I can't say that they're not exactly. confident at all, but they're fundamentally not confident. So right. it's hard. And, and confidence looks really good, you're right, because it just it just does. It's like you're you're mm-hmm. acknowledging the, the creator for creating you. It's, it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyhow, okay, great. So now, um, 
What I'm going to now talk about is something that um, uh, I probably should have talked about last week. I'm realizing now I'm going to I'm going to rearrange this in my manual, but I'm going to bring it up right now. So when I talked about the five things that women bring to relationships, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, sex, emotions, encouragement, beauty, and vision. Mm-hmm. Um. Those are things you bring, but but it depends on how you bring it. So I'm going to talk about that. So everything in that area, excuse me, is some form of, I don't know, um, product, service, or whatever. So, okay, so I did this program. I did this talk with a friend of mine who owns a catering company. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but we're going to reconnect uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, owns a catering company in the city, and we did a, a talk at the Jacob Gavin Center in New York, which is, you know, this huge, man, this thing is about, I don't know, this feels like a 20-square block radius building mm. where you know, they do they do conventions over on the west side. Anyhow, it's not too far from Madison Square Garden. Anyhow, we did a right. talk in there, and we was talking about how to raise prices and, and get more, mm-hmm. you know, for as a, in the food service industry. So the main the main distinction that we brought was um, talking about managing um, customer experiences. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he talked about um, how to price things based on how you're going to use the customer. Mm-hmm. And and so um, he used coffee for example. He says you know there's there's four levels. There's commodity. There's product. There's service, there's experience. Mm-hmm. So if you were buying coffee at the level of commodity, you'd probably buy buy a hundred pound bag. You know, you might spend ten to twenty dollars, whatever it is, on the stock market. There's no brand mm-hmm. to it. You're just buying some beans in a bag, and that's it. Right. And mm-hmm. if you did everything you would need to do, it would probably cost you one tenth of one percent in order to make a cup of coffee. Because your price right. is so low per cup, per cup, right? Mm-hmm. But you got a whole lot of work to do, and it's mm-hmm. impersonal. And then the next level would be as a product. So you would, you know, go to a store and buy, you know, Savarin or or, or um, eight o'clock coffee or whatever, right? LP mm-hmm. or whatever kind of brand you're buying. And you know, you have a five pound bag of coffee. You go home yeah. and you have to go through the process of cooking and all that stuff. It's probably um, I don't know, ten cents a cup by the time you do all the processing with the milk and all that other stuff, right? But you know, it's still pretty cheap. You know, you buy a five pound bag of coffee, it's five dollars, and then you know, a dollar a pound, and how many cups of coffee you can get out of a pound, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next highest level, which would cost you more, would be a service. So I don't know about right. in Canada, but here in New York and in the United States, they got they got coffee trucks all over the mid, you know the the uh, employment district, the working district, and people were on the way to, from the subway to their job. They would walk past the food truck, buy a cup of coffee <laughs> for a dollar, dollar oh. Or you know, I don't know if they have that there, but they got that here all over. Oh man, New York, they used to oh, have oh. them more. Now we have the coffee shop. Or Tim Hortons is on every corner, and mm, Starbucks, yeah. and um, you know. Yeah, I can't. I, I've never been to a Tim Hortons, but I do understand Starbucks. So. You know, and then you've mm-hmm. got um, the regular diners, you know, and they serve coffee. Yeah. You get a cup of coffee, a dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars for a cup, right? 
And they don't but taste the same, do they? No, I actually like the truck coffee better, quite frankly. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's the real taste, but, okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but then that's that's as a service. They serve right. you coffee, and then and then you've got the the lowest level of of the next thing, which is experiential. The lowest level mm-hmm. is Starbucks. You go to Starbucks and you get a coffee experience. So the coffee costs more. You got more choices. Mm-hmm. You got more things you can do with the coffee than you sit in the place. And, you know, you can chill out and relax. It looks good. It feels comfortable while yeah. you're in there. Right? So that's an experience. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm sharing the difference between commodity, product, service, and experience right. because, uh, because you want to – the highest price – uh, item in that area is the experience. Exactly. Right? And so marketing creates an experience. That's why it's a high-priced item for the person who knows how to do marketing. If some company buys a marketing, right. hires a marketing company, they're hiring mm-hmm. that marketing company to give people the experience such that they want to buy their product. If you're right. dealing with narcotics, you know, buying, you know, cocaine or buying marijuana. Well, I don't know about marijuana in the United States anymore, but I know buying cocaine and heroin and other drugs give you a particular experience, and mm-hmm. those are one of the, among the most expensive things out there. That's right. So, <laughs> so, right, really, I mean, you don't, there's nothing tangible. You, when you when it's done, it's done. You got nothing. You got, all you want to do is go mm-hmm. back and get some more, right? Exactly. But, but, Intangible experiences cost more and fulfill people yep. more than tangible items. Mm-hmm. So, it's with true. that in mind, mm-hmm. yeah, right. You, you look across mm-hmm. the board financially; it's true, right? Yeah. So, so, um, in effect, I mean, so in effect, those five things you bring to relationships. You want to take them from the commodity level to the experiential level. You want to leave them with the experience of, oh, my God. Right. So you want to make sex, oh, my God. Most women think that his penis is inside of my vagina is an, oh, my God, experience for him. Yeah, but that could be had by anybody because we're all the same. We're made up the same anyway. So you want to give an experience, not a commodity. My um, attitude used to be, man, you are so fine, boy. I love that booty, man. You got the this, the that, but but what else you got? Right. <laughs> everybody, everybody got some of that stuff. I mean, come on now, what else you got? I know right? mm-hmm. exactly. And then women, and then women would look at me like I was a unicorn, like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's the other three and a half, four million billion people on women on the planet. Exactly. Oh my God. What else you got? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you want to leave it as an experience. You want to you want to blow his mind with experiential trappings, mm. with with you know with the feeling of of overwhelmment from the sex, and and it's not right. from the skin to skin touch. The skin to skin touch is like the final result. Right. You know, but it, but it could be you know whatever, and so so you know you want to have sex be an experience. You want to have emotional, you know, feelings in the in, in the relationship experiential. And so mm-hmm. these feelings are already experiential. The question is, what experience are you creating with feelings? Right. Most 
most women, what they're creating as an experience with feelings is emotional outbursts, bullying, and being a big baby with their man. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's why men be like, oh, I don't know. You know let me tell you something. If a woman, you know, has more than one emotional outburst a month with a guy, he's won't, he he's likely not going to marry her. Right. Because he knows that she could flip a button any old time and she ain't going to be responsible for it. He got to deal with it. <laughs> she going to make him deal with it rather than her dealing with her own self. She ain't mature enough. Right. Oh, my. So huh. you could be upset. You could be upset, but you can't bring your upset to the relationship. What you do is you try to resolve the issue that got you upset, but you don't bring the upset to the relationship. Well, some men I find are so afraid of any upset, but the minute you ask them something or you bring up a subject that may lead to an upset, they get upset. Well, right? They, yeah. They feel well, like you're having an emotional upset, an outburst then. Yeah, men have them too. Yeah, of course men have them. That's because they've been trained by their mama. <laughs> you know, because so the father, a father, if your father's around, he's not going to let his boys have an emotional outburst. He's like, yo, you got to be mature, man. Come on, cut it out. Handle but your some business. of them don't That's even, um, they don't show it. They don't say anything. They just get upset and, and shut down. Yeah, because... Because of in the beginning of this program, I was sharing with you how the the, the world that men have to walk into yes. when he's dealing with a woman. Mm-hmm. So all of the times yeah. when he got beat up, shut down, you know, it, it, you know, invalidated, emasculated by women, he's expecting that's going to happen to him again. He's got his past in front of him. Yeah. Right. He, so how do like you get around was, that? Well, you first you got to acknowledge that he's got a past that's probably going to get in the way of this conversation with you. Mhm. And then you want to bring acknowledgement and you know uh, encouragement to the, to the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than saying, you know, hey, what's up with this problem here? You say, listen, we got a problem that I think that if we could solve it, it would be great. So you're coming mm-hmm. to him as if he already knows how to solve it. Right. Rather than be upset because it hasn't been solved yet. Mm-hmm. And you could even you could even be upset that it hasn't been solved yet, but you got to come at it as if he is somebody capable of making it happen. Right. Now, now if you got a guy who hasn't been able to keep his word, who's got a terrible relationship to integrity, then you're dealing with an immature man. You shouldn't be with him any damn out, quite frankly. Exactly. But, so do I watch but, about but, it? No. But if you're doing what you if he's a man who, who's, who's, you know, fully committed to honoring his word and you're not dealing with a guy who's got a terrible reputation with you, which is what happens when, you, you know, a man doesn't keep his word either, either, either party, really. When a person doesn't mm-hmm. keep their word, they're, they're creating themselves, they're, they're creating a reputation, a brand with their partner that they mm-hmm. that ain't going to keep their word, right? So, but right. Um, But in this case, you know, rather than, you, see, you can feel what you feel. You just can't put it on him. Right. You just can't vomit on him and expect it to work. Exactly. Expect it to be fine. Because now you're giving him a negative experience. Right. So what you do is you, you, know, you, you go into negotiation mode. But 
is it but, is it um I feel that getting to know him or getting to know each other is too mm-hmm. soon to negotiate, don't you think? Sometimes, sometimes not. Depends on what it is mm-hmm. you're negotiating about. Like negotiating about, okay, so you say you're going to do this and then you're not, or um, not being upset because of that and then negotiating, right? Or you had an outburst because you felt like the attention span was very short because you feel like they're too busy doing other things and not really committing to getting to know each other, although he said he was. Okay. Well, so you get upset about that. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I'm going to say. So I used to have a terrible temper. That was one of the things uh-huh. that was bad That was bad about this. I could scream and rant and rave and go crazy. I wouldn't be – the, the worst I would do is break things. I never right. went to anybody. I knew I wasn't going to do that. That wasn't even like a, a possibility for me. But I didn't have a problem with throwing things, throwing things kicking things, screaming you know, bullying, intimidating, getting to somebody's face. I had no problem with none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I would be a nice guy, and then I'd be like, listen, you know, you're starting to push me to the edge here, you know, and then, and, if you have, and if I get to the edge, you don't, you deserve everything, I'm going to get you it, for real. I ain't messing around, so you better back the fuck off, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, people people would look me in the eye, and they, they would have to say it twice, you know. They'd just be like, damn, he's serious, son. And a lot of times, I wouldn't even have to say anything. I would just look at them, and they would know the guy about to flip out of it. They just would just, just would do that, you know. It's like I just that's who I was, right? I was Saul, mm-hmm. Saul Paul, right? And so, um, uh, what I do now is I find ways to use my energy, use my emotions. Mm-hmm. So when I'm upset, for example, I try to analyze. Try to use the energy to learn how to not be upset about that thing anymore. And right. what I mean about that that thing, I mean fundamentally, not that situation. Right. Right? So, you know, like if people ignore me, the thing for me to do is to learn how to not get upset when people ignore me, regardless of who the person is or the circumstances. This situation called ignoring, how do I stop that? So I will go within or do research or something to to use the energy to learn how to overcome <laughs> yeah. something, right? I'm laughing about that because that's what I've been doing. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I'm talking to myself, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this person is so rude. I don't want anything to do with that anymore. You know, that will not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm finding how do you not care? How do you – remember that conversation we had about not being attached to any outcome, right? Yeah. And it's like I'm questioning myself. Why do I care so much? Usually I'm not so so I'm not attached to whether they return my call or return my message or not. But why is he being so rude? And I'm thinking, I care about this guy too much and so I'm trying to find ways not to care and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't even like him like that. So why is this bothering me? And it's not bothering me about anybody else. So what's going on with me? You know? Right, right. So, so you're doing so what you're doing is you're trying to see if you were by yourself, how would you handle the situation? That's what you're doing, which is wise. Right. Like, like if I was by myself, how would I handle the situation, right? And so that way when you come to him, you're already semi-grounded. And yeah. again, just around a woman who is grounded and who's not going to hit him with an emotional outburst, 
unless he's just totally ridiculous, which is, you know, it's possible too, right? But, you know, if you're committed to the relation working, he's committed to the relation working, and if you're both making agreements and not go to sleep angry with each other. Well, I'm not involved then, with him. I mean, he's a million miles away, but I guess yeah. this is in case I get involved with somebody. And I know that I don't even want this guy, Tony. So what the heck is going on with my emotions? Right? I don't understand it. I'm trying to figure myself out. Well, it's good to figure that out before you get to the next guy. Before what? Before you get with the next guy. Well, I have to because I'm thinking this is about me. It's not even about him. Because what the heck? How do we go from, okay, having a spiritual connection and then um, saying, okay, it's only that. We're connected somehow. We're connected. But it's only that. And I don't like, I like some of the way he, he's short. First of all, I like taller men, right? Okay. And he's a smaller guy. I like taller guys. So he's not even my type. So what mm. is it? Is it because I'm trying to be controlled here, trying to control him? Like I want to be the one who's controlling the situation so that I could mm. be the one to say no. Because I said that before. I'm not interested. This isn't working, whatever. Right? So I think this is so about me. And I got to fix it. Okay. Well, I ain't going to argue with you. No (laughs) question about it. Right? So So what um, are you thinking? Well, what I'm thinking is that, you know, you're going to work on you, which is wise, so that you don't bring that problem to them. But unless we actually talked about the details of what you're saying, you'll be fine. And you could bring – if you have any recent situations you want to talk about, that's fine. Um, it is. I mean, not... this is happening right now. And because, um, and then we'd be having conversations, and then he'd just stop and no responding right. at all. I'm like, what, the, what is that? I think he's playing games. Now I think something is going on with him. I'm wondering if he's got right. some mental problems. I don't know. Well, let me, let me say this. Guys don't do things to women. They don't react to women to get a particular response from women. Other you than did players. say that. Other than, than what? Other than players. Yes. Players are okay. the only ones that do things to get a particular response from women. Otherwise, guys just hope you like them. And so right. if a guy is not trying to get you to like them, he's just operating inside of his own personal character. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to play games with you. You might interpret it as that because you would be playing games if you did those things. Uh-huh. But guys are just being themselves. They ain't that smart. But the thing is, he was sending all these love things. I miss you. I love you. I this, this, and that. I'm like, and I. And he was being true to himself, right? Uh-huh. Right. He was, he was being true to himself. Keep going. And I didn't believe him, and he and he knew that. He said, "Well, I've been telling you how I feel about you, and you don't believe me." And blah blah blah, right? right. So I'm like, okay. So then, at one point, I said, you know, before that, even I said, and that's why he thought I didn't believe him because I said, you know, this isn't working. You know, your attention span is pretty short, and um, you know, you're not doing what you could be doing, or whatever, or should be doing reading his mind again or being controlling, I guess, on my part. So I'm like, okay, done. 
Well, remember last week we was talking about um, the difference between men and women, and one of them was that men are relators and women are lovers? Yeah. Yeah. So men don't change their minds very much most of the time because, like, we relate to things and people as if they are the way they are, and that's the end of it. Right. You know, when we're kids, we grow up, the first thing we learn is a, is our relationship to the world physically before we learn language. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, since you, you've done Landmark, but you haven't done a whole lot of this stuff, there's a the course called the Wisdom Course. Right. And in the Wisdom, and in the wisdom Course, they talk about um, uh, the different types of uh, things we learn at different ages. Mm-hmm. And how most and how most human beings operate as a child when they're dealing right. with life, particularly when they get triggered. You know, what age are you acting at right now is a question that they would ask you in the wisdom course. And most people would be operating somewhere between six and twelve. <laughs> I know. Right. I feel like I'm operating when I'm dealing with this guy and when I'm feeling like um he left or something and then and even though I don't want to be with him but I'm feeling like it would still be good to c- communicate and have a cordial relationship, a friendship. But then when I feel yeah. like that, it's like I'm feeling like a kid. I'm feeling no less than 12 years old or no more than 12 years old, yeah. right? Because I'm thinking, what happened there? Why is he being like that? And why am I so concerned about it? Why do I even care? Yeah. Right? I don't want to uh, care, and it's driving me crazy. And I feel like if okay. I if I communicate with him now, I every time I communicate, it's, he's responding just fine until he stops, and I feel mm-hmm. like if, after giving the time, I will. I don't want to do it again because I feel like I'm losing power every time I do that. So let me ask you a question. This is a guy you used to date, or this is a guy you never really was dating. Never even date. Never even touched him. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like mental. I'm telling you, it's madness. What the heck? So it's, it's it's not the guy that was on the call when we first started, right? No, 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 not him. Thing? He he's basically stopped talking to me because I told him, and then he tried calling, and and I said fine or whatever, and I don't know. He's just strange. He just wanted what he wanted, yeah. and I was well, not for guys. it. Those guys, hmm? I just want what they want. I said, "Those guys, we just want what we want." <laughs> And I'm like, what the heck? Like, oh, do you think it's going to work? And, you know, how do I know I haven't even met? We haven't seen each other since we're teenagers. The guy on the mm-hmm. phone, that is. And he, he was from when we were in high school. Okay. Right? Yeah. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> so this one I haven't even met, Tony. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We started connecting on Facebook and then chatting on Facebook and learning about each other. And then, oh, my gosh. I had an outburst after about two months of talking to him because I realized, that, hey, you're you're not um, you're not paying attention. You're not there. Yeah. Right. I got it. I got it. I got a friend that I would love to coach her. She just ain't never listening. She's so negative that I just can't even talk to her. But she sends me text messages all the time, and I get her text messages. I never respond to a text message, but she keeps texting me anyhow about her complaints and, you know, can we create something. And it's not romantic, but it's like, you won't let me help you, so what am I supposed to do? I can't just sit here and take your negativity forever. I just It's just too hard. I can't do it, so I don't answer her anymore. 
She didn't bother calling me, but she still texts me and she acknowledges me from time to time. It's cute and everything. But she is a stubborn woman because I'm going to tell you, if, I, if somebody ignored me for as long as I ignored her, I, I'm surprised that she's even walking. I, I wouldn't even be able to walk the planet, man. Really. Like, I'd be like, Well, this is it. I would have thrown. Yeah. So, so like, he, he's liking my stuff yeah. on Facebook. Sorry, he's liking my stuff on Facebook. And for a time, I wasn't liking anything he did. I'm like, I am ignoring you completely, right? I'm not doing anything. So I think, in a way, we're kind of playing games with each other, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't understand. But I vow that I will never contact him again if I'm not even liking anything that he likes, that he posts again. Well, then we're not really talking about anything at all here. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> I know. It's immature because... I said I would do that, but I didn't. I still like it because I'm thinking it is so immature not to like something. You just treat him like the way I treat everybody else and just be okay with it, right? Yeah. And so I've been doing that, but I feel like somehow I don't even care what he thinks anymore. You can yeah. think whatever. I'll just go on being myself, but I will not contact him personally. I don't know what to say about that, but here's what I know that um, if he ain't in your life, don't worry about it. Exactly. He's not there. He's not in my life. He's not in my life. Anyway, sorry, go on. Okay, no, that's fine, you know, because what triggered it was, you know, you taking care of yourself before you come to your man to talk about stuff. Right. That's what triggered that, right? So, um, you know, you managing your emotions Mm -hmm. doesn't mean mean you have to cover up your emotions. You just need to be responsible for them. Right. And so when you have an upset, it works for you to get clear about the upset so that you don't be saying things you would regret if you knew the impact of what you say would be something you wish you didn't say. You know how you can say right. some things that they wish that you could, you wish, you know, you, things you can't take back. No, I, so, I haven't approached him like that. And um, I know what you're saying because I, although not upset to the point of like, what the hell do you think you're doing kind of thing? No, 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 that's not me. I got upset. I thought about it and I've been thinking about it for a while. And I said, like, you know, let me try to understand him. And I asked for clarity. I asked, you know, like, you know, I hope uh, everything's okay with you. I don't know what's going on with you, but I think that you would have contacted me now if you wanted to. So, or if you could have, and blah, 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 all those kind of things. So yeah. then he responded a couple of times to that kind of stuff, right? I'm, yeah. I'm always nice to a guy, never yeah. ranting yeah. and raving, you know, like, what the heck are you thinking you're doing? Who the hell are you? Blah, blah, blah. No. You I haven't done that. And by the way, where does he live? Africa. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Where, where does he oh, live? Oh, my God. He lives South in Africa. Lagos. No, huh? he lives in Lagos, Nigeria. So I'm thinking, oh this this guy is probably married or something. Something is going on with him. At one point, I thought, because I'm thinking back in the conversation, I think he just wanted somebody to to have him come to um to North America or whatever. But then I'm thinking he's supposed to be a Christian. He's posting all these Christian things. He told me about oh. his family, his dad, and blah blah blah. 
And but there's no money in South Africa. I mean, in Nigeria, in Lagos, they they're well educated, but no jobs. He apparently is working. He said his oh. he said his wife is gone. Like she's not around. He's got mm-hmm. two children. Blah blah blah. But then there was a time. You know when you get this uh, you get this um, feeling that people are not telling the truth. That something is up, especially when they act weird. Right when they're being one way, and then all of a sudden they change. Yeah. That's why I, I don't even know. Because I didn't I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to talk to people in, in Africa at this particular point, quite frankly, because I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. I mean, they're so busy well, scamming this is the rest thing. of the We don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so, so, so exactly why are we having this conversation exactly? Exactly. Forget about it. I never mentioned anything. It's gone. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I hate to I hate to have a you know I hate to have a prejudiced rep, uh, view of of a whole country, a whole continent is fine or whatever. But I get so okay. many women, I get so many women from Africa saying, mm-hmm. "Hi, dear, my name is you know LSA, and you know I really want, I saw your profile on Facebook, and I really like to meet you. Why don't you email me here, and I'll share more about you." Come on, this is the thing I've been getting. I've been getting that from men and women, and I'm like, spam, spam, spam. I'm like, what is going on here? Right? right? All these kind of weird names, and like, oh, send me an email. Why can't you communicate? Up to yesterday, I had one, and this was a woman. I'm like, what the heck? So they're pretending that they're other people, whatever photo they can find, and sending it, and trying to get you to do your email, and then they somehow are gonna hack your computer. I don't know. But I'm not into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I ain't trying to hear none of that. You know, I mean, I you know, I get a woman on Facebook say, "Hi, dear." Who's I hear deer? I'm like, who do you think I'm a deer? You know, I got antlers. Come on, cut out it, cut that out, right? So I'm like, I'm looking and I look at her Facebook page, and she got like 30 friends. Exactly. Got, oh no, friends. friends. No. Yeah, right. Right. Not good at it. So, right. Yeah, Other friends with one of your friends. So what right. the hell? No, forget it. Forget it. It's all a lie. I'm like, I'm like, you didn't notice that I'm a relationship coach by looking at my profile? You didn't get that? So you think I can't see through you? Get that out. Duh. I know, eh? Yeah. This is what I'm thinking that this guy's been playing games all along, and he just got caught. He, he realized that I'm not that one, and so, of course, he's not going to try and communicate with me the way he used to because the gig is up, mm-hmm. or the jig is up kind of thing. I don't know. I just don't yeah. trust it. Got it. All right, we're moving on because I'm done with that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, all right, good, good, good. All right. Bring, going okay. back to this conversation about, you know, the different levels of uh, relationship experiences, mm-hmm. um, what will happen is you're, well, you're going to end an assignment. So your assignment is going to be that you're going to find um, ways, and I'll put it in the email. You're going to find ways okay. to co- create each one of those five things that women bring to relationships, how to how to turn those into experiences, great okay. experiences. So you're going to make a list, and the reason why you're going to make this list is because you're going to use this list when you finally do get in a relationship. It's going to be the, right. the secret sauce for wrapping him around your little finger. Okay. And so when you, when you create this list, then um, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll give you some sense about it. But you can feel free to – this is an area where you might want to look at, like, you know, online magazine articles and stuff like that, where uh-huh. you would say, 
see what people are saying so it'll give you some ideas, especially like, you know, the 10 best places to go on dates or, you know, the 10 this or the 25 that or whatever that's not about the good stuff as opposed to the negative stuff, right? So you might mm-hmm. get some ideas from there. Okay. I would suggest you do that. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so you're looking at how do I take anything if where so wherever you have your skill set or the things that you do in the relationship or have done in the relationship, see what you can do to take it to the next level, from commodity to service, from service to experience. Uh huh. You know okay. what I'm saying? Makes sense. Okay, good. Uh huh. So then, um, the last thing I want to talk about really quickly. This is actually pretty quick, but it's okay. critical. And actually, what you were talking about has something to do with it. So, um, and okay. then this will be the end. Of, this will be the end of the session. So, okay. um, this this discussion, this area, this thing is called fitting into his life and fitting him into yours. Okay. So there's five things you need to pay attention to in this area, and they're all critical. So you're asking yourself um, these questions, and they're progressive, uh-huh. like one thing leads to the next to some degree. Um, first thing is you need to recognize what his life is all about. Right. Like what's his life about? What What is he living his life for? How is he living his life? You know, mm-hmm. is he you know, is he a hustler? Is he a lazy bum? Like what? Right? So like that. That's the first thing. Second is him being able to recognize what your life is about. Right. So, you know, does, can he tell that, you know, you're a parent that's just trying to make it a little bit, whatever, right? He needs to be able to recognize and identify what your life is about, number two. Number three, um, you need to decide whether his life is for, worth fitting yourself into. Right. Because he can't really change his life any more than you can really change yours, but you want to be able to fit Matt, into his so life. Right. Right. And so is his life even worth doing that for? Mm-hmm. Number three. The number number four is he is he willing to fit himself into yours? Is he willing? Mm-hmm. He still he still he needs to be able to fit himself into your life and you need to be able to fit yourself into his without changing your lives too much. Right. And then the fifth one is how can you fit into his life? Like what's it look like you fitting yourself into his life? He got to worry about that on his own. But you need to be able to answer these five questions. And so, on the last one again, can he? The last, no. How can you fit yourself into his life? Right. Like once yeah, you decide, he, once you just once you recognize, you know what his life is about, and you know he sees what your life is about. And you see his it's worth his life is worth fitting into. He has the type of life mm-hmm. that you consider worthy of you fitting into. He doesn't fit into right. yours too, but you still need to fit into it. You can't change his life and turn it around all that stuff. So Exactly. We have to, to fit into each other's lives then. Exactly. Right. And so you need to You may have children, I have children, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the last thing is, you know, once you re- once you feel like it's it's worth it, the next question, the last question is, uh, how can you fit yourself into his life? Like, how you know? Okay. Yeah, how can you? Like, what do you need to do in order to be able to fit into his life? Is the question, you know? Mhm. 
And those are the questions you want to ask yourself. I mean, I don't have any answers, but you, 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 you know, it depends on the guy, right? But you need to know yeah. that for yourself. Well, common sense questions, right? Especially when you have children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but most folks don't ask that. They try to fit in each other's lives, and then they wonder why it ain't working. Right. Well, it has to be able to fit, or you know, make compromises and make sure that you talk about it, get it to fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So that's it for uh, today. Okay. There's a lot of stuff here, and uh, and I wish that I'd been able to give you more around the uh, the commodity product service experience part. But mm-hmm. I trust that you're going to be able to do the work on your own and come up with some yes. solutions around, around what that will look like. How could you blow his mind sexually? How could you blow his mind with your vision? How did you blow right. his mind with me? Like, how do you, how do you bring that? So um, you're going to be doing it anyhow. That's what you, you can't help but bring it. That's what you bring. But mm-hmm. you want to know how could you bring it higher, better, more rewarding, more mind-blowing like that. So. Yeah, this is uh, why I've been working on myself. <laughs> Part yes. Awesome. Uh, well, mm-hmm. So uh, okay. anything you want to say in order to end this call, so, you know, be complete? Well, to be complete, I want to please remember to send the email. How soon, How when will you send it? Uh, I promise to send it within 24 hours. Um, I won't, listen, man, that was messed up what I did last time, right? So, um uh, yeah, so I'm going to send it to you no later than 7 o'clock tomorrow evening is the last <laughs> place I'm going to send it to you, and I'll have the recording up at the same time. And so okay. uh, I'm promising that. And then now what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the call, and, uh, okay. and then I'm going to talk to you offline. So hold on a second. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.